Hi everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into Grow With Grief, a podcast that aims to make the uncomfortable comfortable and open up the conversations around grief and loss. My name is Katrina, and together we will be hearing different stories from different people, how grief has impacted their life and what they've learned from it. And together we will create a community that normalizes the conversations around grief and loss. On today's episode, I'm talking to a really good friend of mine called Seema. Last week, we were lucky enough to hear from her younger sister, Varsha. And this week, we get a contrast on how two sisters can be impacted differently by the loss of the same two people. Now, Seema has experienced grief through death twice in her life. First of all, as a four-year-old when her father died by suicide. And for a second time as an adult in her early 30s when her mum passed away suddenly. Originally from Yorkshire and now living in Melbourne, Australia, Seema shares an understanding of grief as a young child, the stories that we can sometimes create for ourselves as a coping strategy, and how therapy helped her navigate her own journey in finding happiness again. Thank you so much, Seema, for hopping on and joining me on. I'm so, so grateful that you're happy to share your journey through grief. You've had quite a different journey than I have. Um, and it's, I'm really interested to hear sort of how it's impacted you and where you've gone, moved through your life. So if you could just give a bit of a background about your story, um, your experiences with grief and how it's impacted your life at the time of it happening. And then, yeah, we'll just yeah, go from definitely. there. No worries, darling. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my journey with grief started actually at a very early age. Um, I lost my dad at the age of four. And um, he actually, he took his own life um, because he had lots of mental health issues. And I remember kind of growing up, I didn't really understand because nobody actually told me that my dad had passed away. Um, So I remember him, like little parts of him when I was little, then he just kind of disappeared. And then there was just me, my mum and my sister. And um, it was just kind of like a very, I think I was probably quite depressed growing up. as a child going into my teenage years and I had so many questions around my dad and what happened and just not really kind of understanding what had taken place in the family dynamics and it really kind of um, I really started to understand more when I was at school and when I started to make friends at school I didn't have many friends because I was quite a recluse so I had a few friends but everybody would talk about their families um, and that their mum the dad And I remember like being quite embarrassed about not having a dad and really kind of feeling a bit left out of conversations because um, I didn't have a dad. And um, I remember kind of feeling really uncomfortable um, about it because nobody would really ask about him or they didn't really kind of acknowledge that he was in the picture. So it was really weird, like things like Father's Days and just when people were talking about the activities they do with their father. I didn't really, I really didn't understand what was going on. Um, and I think there was a part of my life, I remember I was with my best friend Rashpal in primary school and we were used to do computer duty and I remember making up this story about how I thought my dad had left as a kid and he was still alive because I didn't understand that he was dead. So I actually made up a story about how my dad has gone away somewhere and I'm going to try and find him. Um, I can't remember if, I've never kind of thought about it, but it really came to me the other day. I remember we were kind of sliding the computers along into the computer room. And I remember him telling me, um, I remember me telling him this and he was just like looking at me like, oh, okay. But he was, he's always my best friend. We're still friends now, but he just kind of acknowledged it and let me talk. And then we never kind of addressed it after that. 
And then um, that was like quite a, quite a weird thing that happened. And then I remember in secondary school, I think I actually made up a story about my dad being alive, but he wasn't there. Wow. <laughs> I'm laughing about it now, but yeah, I mm. actually, I think I really made up a story about him being there. Um, and that was when I was a teenager. But both kind of situations, which I can remember, I probably did a lot more growing up that I can't remember, but I remember I'd made up stories behind it. And I remember actually believing those stories as well mm. about my dad. Um, and the only and, and the only way I kind of really understood that he he had died was when I overheard a conversation that my mum was having with somebody. I think it was one of her friends that visited the house and um, I was outside um, the lounge and I remember listening in and kind of comprehending, oh, actually my dad's passed away. Like mum's actually this upset because he's died. But I just remember it being like, the only way I can describe it is like years and years and years going by with not understanding what's going on um because in our family dynamics it was just women me my mom and my sister didn't really have like a male role model as such that mm-hmm. they really, really didn't understand what men were like or what it was like what it was like to be around boys and stuff so that was all kind of very um confusing for me growing up mm-hmm. as a teenager and yeah just kind of a lot of it around confusion because I remembered his the only memory I kind of really have was on his um, funeral day where I was probably over somebody's shoulder like I remember being somebody's shoulder I don't know if it was uncle or somebody or a distant relative I remember there was lots of screaming lots of crying going on and I was just like I really don't understand what's going on and I remember looking at these flowers these beautiful white flowers which were probably on the coffin at the time Mm -hmm. and acknowledging them Um, and I suppose like just the cultural side of things um like in the Indian culture where somebody passes away straight away all the relatives come over so mm-hmm. I found that very strange at the time growing up there was obviously just me and my mum at the time my dad and Abashi was born um because he passed away the day my little sister was the day after my sister was born so mm-hmm. she was kind of in the picture then he was out the picture kind of thing um and um I just remember thinking why is there so many people here when no one's really been around all this time yeah. And that then triggered again when my mum had passed away. So I lost my mum quite suddenly at the age of 32. Mm. Um, and that, that for me was proper grief. Like just, I just remember going into this really, just falling into this dark hole probably for years, um, for years and years and not knowing what was going on. But I remember when my mum passed away, again, really didn't have any family support and extra zero family support. But the day she passed away very suddenly, everybody all this family came out of nowhere they were at the house and in the Indian culture they kind of stay for 12 days so they're kind of coming into your house your personal space every day 12 days and I remember like being the eldest child like having to talk about it or being forced to talk about my mum's death even if even though it's like a big shock to myself and Mm -hmm. having to sort out the funeral making these big decisions that I was just really clueless about Um, and at the time you kind of go on autopilot but then I think the impact was afterwards, like the grief kind of hit me after everybody, we had to ask everybody to leave because they were really invading our personal space and didn't really kind of like them being around because they weren't there when my mum really needed them, that family support. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden they thought, oh, we'll be here to support you. It didn't really kind of comprehend that well. So um, it, the grief kind of hit after that, really, because um, I'd, lo- I'd lost my mum very suddenly and then taken six weeks off work first day I went back to work I was made redundant um so like we were told we were all given our notice to say like that's it you're not going to have jobs in like 
in a couple of weeks time and stuff and I just remember thinking oh my god like things literally can't get any worse than this mm-hmm. like it literally this must be like the worst case scenario but then I remember always kind of looking back and reflecting on my mum's grief like when when I lost my mum I understood now why my mum was so upset ring, raising us it was kind of almost like I saw her as a best friend mm-hmm. but she wasn't there in person um but I just remember thinking oh my god now I understand that majority of my childhood my teenage years going into my adulthood life mum was really really depressed and she was grieving and we probably picked up on that grief growing up um and probably being quite down growing up mm-hmm. um without realizing it because no one really talks about it you just kind of get on with things um and just not being the fact that nothing was acknowledged around the death um mm-hmm. of my dad and there was no such thing as having like support in place like it was kind of seen as being weak if you reached out or if you want to talk about it almost Mm, yeah yeah and I think what you said about the fact that after you lost your mum and you were grieving your mum it it kind of opened your eyes to um actually the grief that your mum was going through and it's so important that we we recognize that other people's grief can impact us and we don't always notice it at the time that's it because I just thought like I, I really remember growing up thinking oh my mum never smiles she never laughs everyone else's parents are laughing they're smiling they're doing um things with their kids but my mum didn't and I remember like it was not until I was a teenager that my mum started to laugh again so it mm-hmm. must have been I don't know 10 years after my dad had passed away that she's slowly started to pick herself up started to smile again but I remember it's like I remember thinking that growing up thinking why doesn't mum ever laugh why is she so miserable all the time and then I remember the point where she started laughing and I was like it was the first time I noticed her smile very yeah. significantly I was like oh she's got a really beautiful smile and her face really lights up when she smiles um but I remember it being a long like a long haze of not that not happening and not really understanding why she was so upset um kind of blaming myself I think I used to blame myself thinking oh have I done something bad have I been really naughty um like is it me like am I upsetting mum quite a bit because she used to cry so much you know naturally understandably um grieving for my father um and obviously she didn't have anyone to go to so she was probably unaware of her environment with me and my sister being there she probably thought other kids are not really going to understand but you do really kind of pick that up as a child as well and you carry it on you as well yeah definitely and grief in different stages of your life can impact you in so many different ways and I'm sure you've been able to see that looking back now that actually those stories you were creating in you know to yourself and to your friends that was your process of grieving you know and yeah, at the time maybe exactly. you didn't realize that but that's it yeah exactly like it was kind of a coping mechanism or creating this picture so there's like a happy ending um mm. at the at the end of it almost and yeah like I was saying like when, I, when my mum had passed away that's when the grief kind of really kicked in and I think that was probably the first time I probably grieved for my father as well as my mum as mm. well like it really it was weird like it, I kind of went back into childhood mode and I felt very insecure I didn't feel although I was doing everything like as an adult sorting out the funeral sorting out everything keeping calm as much as I could trying to keep everything in order I just felt very vulnerable and and as a child um and I was very lucky that I had a really, really amazing friend. She's a psychotherapist herself. And she just really pushed me to get some counselling and psychotherapy, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of went on to, to doing. And it was the most, it just changed my life. Like, I remember I went for 
over a year or so just consistently and in 2018 I came back to life like I actually got myself together and I think it was the first time in my life ever that I thought oh my god this is what it actually feels like to be to feel okay and to be okay with things yeah I think that's a really beautiful message um, that it can take that long sometimes to to accept what's happened and realize what's happened in your life and um, it's so great that you've you had that friend there to support you and and to to sort of give you that that um, sort of uh, ability to to have that opportunity because not everybody has that so it's so wonderful that you you had that opportunity and your friend was there to give it you so what what have you learned from your grief coming out of this and coming through this? What do you think has been your biggest lesson and how has it impacted your life going forward? It's such a deep thing, isn't it? Because the grief is always there. Um, I think the intensity of it changes and you can have certain things that will trigger it sometimes. Sometimes you do just feel quite low or you feel quite sad and you do miss, like, you know, I miss my mum a lot at certain times of the day. Um, there's not a day that goes by where I don't think about her. And I think about her more than I do as my dad, because I don't really feel like I had that connection with my father. Whereas my mum, it was very, very deep. Um, and she was my mum and, and my dad, really. Um, and, and so the grief is always there. It's kind of like there in the background. Um, so the way I'd kind of describe it is like, you know, you, you're like the this movie star of your movie. And, you know, you have the people in the background who are always there. So that's the grief. That's how I would describe the grief kind of being there. But then you're like this, you know, this, this hero of your, your movie. So you're kind of being the actor of your life and continuing with that. Uh, for me, it was very big because it was such a shock when my mum passed away. Now, when anything happens, I just handle it so differently because there's just literally nothing that compares to that grief. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, before I think I was very very sensitive and I've, I've never ever been a calm person I probably became very calm at the age of and I remember it was the age of like 34 mm-hmm. I literally changed and 2018 was when I started to live again because I really kind of got myself together and stuff but it was a lot around reflection around what grief and sadness really really feels like and how that really has an impact on you because it did it did have such an impact on me as a person it had an impact you know probably on my sister as well um just her having to kind of deal with me because I used to be a very angry individual I used to be very frustrated Mm -hmm. I used to be very very negative and now I've just literally done a 360 degrees um so and I've made a lot of different friends um as a result of that new friends I've attracted different people into my life attracted different countries like you know I'm on the other side of the world now in Australia and there is no looking back like there is literally like nothing negative for me because nothing could be as bad or as sad as losing a parent so suddenly um and that connection you know literally I just feel like it there just isn't it just gives you a different perspective on your life and how you view things and I think it's actually makes you a bit more wiser in terms of when you're screening people who come into your life um you can really see who people are as well um and for me, it kind of really um, brought this next layer into the mix where it's like, actually, you know, I'm going to focus on myself and be super, super kind to myself. Um, and that's what I've start, started to practice, like, because you go through so much sadness, you go through so much heartache, so much pain, and it's excruciating, like the level of pain that's in your heart. And then it's actually, what can I do to be nice to myself about that? Um, and that's something that I kind of really continue with. Like I'm 
constantly trying to be really nice to myself, be really kind to myself and be actually selfish. Um, and the reasons because of that is if I'm not doing that to myself, how can I then, you know, transfer that into my relationships yeah. that are close to me as well? Um, and everything like work and absolutely everything, the, the way you kind of start your day as well. Yeah, definitely. Grief, grief teaches us so much. It teaches us so much of the sadness, but it teaches us so much of the love as well. And exactly, you know, I can see through me, we met what, half a year ago, maybe. And, you know, yeah. I can see the love that comes through you and having that connection as well. <clears throat> when you meet other people who have experienced grief, I think you can really mm. see that connection and um, see that different perspective on life a different appreciation for life almost um and so I mean you've done all these incredible things you like work for charities you have moved to Australia you found a um a new boyfriend and you settled down and you've created this wonderful life for yourself and it's it's so nice to see and I'm so glad I'm a part of it um what would your word of advice be for anybody who is currently experiencing grief and maybe they feel like they're in those in that dark moment right now because when you're in that dark moment where maybe it's recently happened or you know as you say it pops up at different times in your life it can often feel quite difficult to hear these stories of other people who have you know found a new perspective yeah and thinking that it's possible for them so what would your word of advice be I and you're 100 right. I remember when I was at the deepest form of my grief because it is very raw and it's not an immediate fix. Like it will take time and it, it'll differ from everyone. Some for some people it might be a couple of months, a couple of years, a couple of centuries. You just um, decades. Sorry, um, you just don't know how long it's going to be. And I think it's to those people I'd say there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The grief is always going to be there. Don't expect to like just wake up one day and be all. Uh, the grief is gone the grief is going to go um it is going to always be there but it will you'll learn how to deal with it in your way over a period of time um and i would say be kind to yourself take out time for yourself if you want to cry for a week go and cry for a week you know if you don't want to if you want to talk about things with your friends talk about things with your friends and for me one thing that i kind of learned in my time of grief was you're going to have people who will listen to you and they will sit and listen to you and empathize with you and you'll have people who will listen to you but they're not listening and you know that they're not listening to you as well so it's okay to actually say to somebody do you know what you're not listening to me and you might wait out and you might actually think do you know they're not that important in my life and you will it will either bring you closer to the people that you really want to be around who are going to help you in that journey or it'll kind of make you distant from people who aren't good for you but then it'll draw you into a different path which will lead you to the right people as well but I think it's so important to if possible like get some kind of therapy and therapy doesn't mean you know sitting in front of a counsellor or a therapist go and see that one person in your life who is really raw with you who just tell you the truth who's always been that person who will tell you things you don't want to hear mm -hmm. go and speak to them because they're going to really help you get through that period um and it's really important to verbalize things and talk about it and not just kind of sit there thinking you're, only, you're the only person. Chances are there's other people in the world who are going through the same situation or have been through that situation. And they're the people who will really kind of help you think, yeah, this is OK. It's OK to feel like that. 
and mm. not normalize but you know kind of just kind of justify the feelings that you're going through at the time that you're going through it yeah definitely I think they're wonderful words of advice and I think that's you know pretty much epitomizes the whole um reason behind this podcast is to find that community of people that allow you to open up to know that you're not alone and even if your situations aren't exactly the same you can find some similarities and some comfort there and to know that it's it's different for everybody there's no right way to grieve there's no wrong way to grieve it's completely individual and it's what's right for you yeah exactly and it is that thing with grief isn't it as well because like sometimes when people haven't gone through grief themselves they just automatically assume that when you're thinking about that person you've lost that really close person it makes you sad and I've had to say a few times I'm not I don't feel sad I actually feel very happy remembering my mom and I do want to sometimes remember the sad times and I do want to have a good cry and that's okay actually these are my feelings and it's okay to feel like that but I suppose it's those people sometimes get a bit concerned about you going into depression or feeling sad, you know, going into that dark hole. It isn't. It's you, you'll kind of work it out for yourself how you manage that. And it, I think it's really important to have that outlet as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think, again, you, you, you keep touching on very important points that I think are really important to highlight the, the fact that sometimes talking about them makes you happy. And that's grief as well. Grief is also focusing on those happy memories, remembering the good times and the times that makes you smile not just the sad moments as well and it's okay to focus on those happy things definitely definitely so important um but yeah yeah I hope that kind of helps answer some of the questions that you were asking me about um and it's been really interesting actually talking about it because I didn't realize that that's how I manage it myself almost because it's something I've created in my mind and it's so personal isn't it to yourself Mm um yeah you kind of have this like way of you think okay I'll deal with it this way um and yeah you kind of just come to terms with it and like it walks alongside your life and you just kind of continue to live yeah definitely thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story honestly it's so amazing um and I know that it can be hard to talk about sometimes and I think it's just I have to say thank you for coming on and being open and sharing and being so raw about it as well and um sharing your experiences and things that are personal to you and definitely given me some food for thought on my own grief. Um, so I'm really, really grateful that you've come on and shared that. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I invite you to also come and be a part of the community by connecting with us on Instagram at Grow With Grief. Before we go, I want to take the time to thank you. Thank you for tuning in and being part of a community that opens conversation, raises awareness and brings individual perspectives and stories to the forefront of a topic that is often avoided and treated as uncomfortable. The conversations that we have may sometimes bring your own emotions, memories and triggers to the surface and I want to encourage you to know that you are not alone. If you or anyone you care for is in need of support, please reach out to your local support line or if you are in Australia, you can contact Griefline by phone on 1300 845 745 who are available from midday to 3am every day.